Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This episode, we are covering a super cool animal and one of the rarest and most difficult animals to find in the wild. They are the ghosts of the mountain. I really like that name, actually. That will be the name of the episode as well. Nice. Uh, and we're, we are talking, of course, about snow leopards. Snow leopards are really awesome, and I'm very excited to talk about them today. It's going to be a f- uh, it's going to be a fun episode, and I I have something a little different planned uh, a little bit later on the show. Dave is um, we will get a real reaction to probably the most insane wildlife video I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it is really cool, but it is completely nuts. It's bonkers. Uh, you have no idea. I'm just telling no. you about this right now. You didn't know this was going to happen. But, yeah, we're going to get your real reaction to a wildlife video. Okay. It's going to be pretty cool, I think. And I kind of was, was debating. We kind of decided we were going to do snow leopards last last episode. and But then I was like, ooh, maybe we should do clouded leopards instead. But I was so I was debating between the two. But it's kind of wintry. So I kind of wanted a wintry animal. Yeah. So snow leopards fit the bill. And I'm glad I did because it's going to be really cool. Uh, we also hope everyone had a very good holiday season, yeah. and, uh, a very good Christmas, and a good New Year. I did. The next day after New Year's wasn't so good. A little hungover. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope everyone else had a really good holiday. And 20, 2021 will be a great year for us at Force of Nature, I think. Yeah. And now we also hope everyone enjoyed our last episode. I learned so much researching turkeys. Yeah. yeah, I never thought we would do a turkey episode, but I really enjoyed it. My favorite part was learning about the turkey industry, and oh. uh, what was it like? Four hundred million turkeys are killed a year yeah. to feed just in the U.S. just to feed our fat faces. Yeah, but that's nothing compared to the nine billion chickens that are killed every year. It's crazy. It really is. Uh, it's really interesting stuff. And we also go over um, turkey history, like how they were almost our national bird. And we talk about wild turkeys, but yeah, go back and check that out if you haven't yet. Yeah, gobble it up. Ah, good one. <laughs> Starting early on the puns. Yeah, first one for the year. Ah, okay, fair enough. And also, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. We've been doing really well, and we really appreciate it. And if you want to help contribute, what you can do is go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, the purple icon. Uh, give us a review. Give us five stars. You can say whatever you want. Say something you like about the show. Make fun of Dave's laugh. Make fun of me uh, not being able to pronounce things. That's fine. But just give it five <laughs> stars, and then it's yeah. all good after you that. You could rip us as much as you want, <laughs> but the five stars is your signature. That's true. And so, yeah, please <laughs> go ahead and do that for us. It really means a lot. And as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. It's 2021 now, gentlemen. I predict this will be our best year ever at Force of Nature. We will gain many, many new cult-like followers that I can mold and become my subjects. (laughs) I mean, we will gain more and more new listeners. Oh, well, he looks like... Uh, Does he think he's the the cult leader? Trying to become the cult leader here? No, he is higher than us. He's, he's, he's definitely he's on a pedestal, and he's <laughs> he's definitely smarter than us, so he yeah, could probably do true. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Dave, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, well, before we get into our subject, Dave, let's do a little refresher. Since we are covering one of the big cat species, 
Let's see if you and the listeners can remember what all of the eight big cat species are. Oh, boy. Okay. So what we're going to do first is we're going to do... Just ask Noah. He'll know. Our buddy (laughs) Noah would probably know better than us. Noah from Wales. Hey, buddy. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to go about 10 seconds of silence. Okay. To let everybody think about what the eight, including you. Okay. I'll need it. We're going to go about uh, 10-ish seconds of silence for everybody to figure it out. Okay. You ready? Okay. Silence. Well, actually, that was about 15 seconds. All right, Dave, are you ready? All right. All right. Tell me. Um, go. Le- uh, leopard, lion, tiger, cheetah, puma. Which is mountain lion, cougar, yeah. Snow leopard. Snow leopard. Clouded leopard. Oh, come on. I think you forgot like, the main one, like the biggest one. Pretty sure you did. The tiger or the lion? Uh, you didn't say tiger. Oh, I didn't? No. Oh. Okay. Well, there you yeah, go. Dave, you got them all. Oh, phew. All eight of them. Congratulations. I hope okay. everyone else got at least a handful, but now you know what they are. Yes. Tiger, lion. Well, no, you did forget one. Because I got rem- I wrote them down right here. You did forget one, Dave. Okay. Okay, uh, well. Nothing's I'll... coming to me. Well, it's. You want me to give you a hint? Yeah. It's my favorite animal. Jaguar. Jaguar. Oh, duh. Yeah, duh. Okay, you didn't say. That's what you didn't say. But yes, <laughs> you did okay. You should know them by now. So we got tiger, lion, jaguar, leopard, snow leopard, cougar, cheetah, and clouded leopard. So the clouded, the clouded leopard is one where not everyone agrees if it is a big cat. But from my research, we say that it is on this show. Some people say it is. Some people say it isn't. Uh, it kind of goes either I way. I would say it is. Yeah, and it's not all about the size. It's about how they're built and everything. I think that they belong on the big cat yeah. scale. They're, they're, I mean, they, they go after big prey still, you know? Nah, we'll we'll cover them sometime and we'll talk about it. Yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> We're covering snow leopards. I said clouded leopards. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I gotcha. Sorry. You and your you are I am off your on leopards are not <laughs> on par today, Dave. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm afraid to even ask this. Uh, I have another question for you. Okay. There are only four of these big cats that can roar. Okay. Can you remember them? Uh, There's lion, tiger. I don't know. I would say jaguar and puma. Nope. Puma, no. Jaguar, yes. What cougar, was, puma, mountain lion, no. What are they called? What is it? What is what is they hiss and purr, like uh, house cats. Okay. Look, uh, I'm gonna give you a hint. Uh, There's leopard know. in the name. Uh, snow leopard. Then no, no, oh, darn. <laughs> leopard. Leopard. Yeah, leopards in the name. <laughs> you are so bad with your leopards today. I am. But yes, those are the four big ones: tiger, lion, jaguar, and leopard. The rest cannot roar, but those okay. ones can. And if you didn't know uh, these big cat facts, remember them so you can show them off to your friends. Dave, I recommend you don't. <laughs> I'm going to have to write each one on the <laughs> finger. <laughs> uh, and Dave, you and the listeners know that I absolutely love big cats. Uh, my favorite animal is the jaguar. And I like to think of myself as a big cat expert. 
Well, self-proclaimed big cat expert with no real merit to that, but I like to think it. <laughs> so let's show off my big cat expertise and talk about our subject. The ghost of the mountains. The snow leopard. Or their Latin name, Panthera unca. U-N-I-C-A. Hmm. Uh, unca translates to English meaning only or once. Oh, interesting. So once panther? Yeah, I guess. Huh, interesting. They are part of the genus the genus Panthera, and they are all also in that genus um, are tigers, lions, jaguars, and leopards. So all of the big cats that can roar. And out of the Panthera species, the snow leopard is most closely related to the tiger. Oh, okay. Kind of makes sense in a way because tigers are known to live in, in high elevations like that, but not not as high as snow leopards. But and they kind of live in the same areas a little bit. Huh. Anyway, so Dave, do you know where you can find snow leopards? Mountains <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> good. Job. Did I get it? You did good. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Now, I thought they only lived around the Himalayas, which they do live there, Mm -hmm. but they have a much broader distribution than I ever thought they did. Oh, really? Uh, They can live all over Central Asia in 11 different countries, actually. Wow. Now, I'm not going to go over all of the mountain ranges um, uh, or sanctuaries that they live in, right? Uh, That would take forever, but I will name you all the countries that they live in. Okay. So they live in Pakistan, India, Nepal, Bhutan, China, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, and I can never pronounce this one correctly, Kyrgyzstan, K-Y-R-G-Y-Z-S-T-A-N. I always forget that one. But yes, that is a country. I know, I've heard it. Yes. And also Russia and Mongolia. Okay. Way more places than I thought. And now I highly encourage everyone to look at a map on the globe and find all of these countries. Some of these stand countries, I'm sure a lot of people didn't even know they existed. Right. Um, So I encourage our young listeners, especially, but adults too, check out a map or a globe and get a better idea of where I'm talking about. I believe that geography is like super underrated as an educational subject, but it really is important for a worldview. I believe not just for animals, but everything. But if, like, learning animals is your way to learn geography, that's great. Yeah. Learn geography. And to our young listeners, uh, go ask your parents where Tajikistan is. <laughs> Odds are they won't know. <laughs> and you you can look together. It will be, like, educational and fun. You can do it together. And then the kids can impress their parents and say snow leopards live there. It's just a win-win. Yeah. But I love looking at maps. I could literally stare at a map for hours. Yeah. I just, I like it. I used to, I remember when I was in school, I used to look at the globe, you know, they have, Mm -hmm. and they had, it was a textured one, you know, so I'd look at the ridges. Oh, look, this one's so high, you know? (laughs) I know what you're talking about. It was always, yeah, they always had the Himalayas high, but then the Andes, I remember, were were really high on on those textured globes, too. I just remember that. Okay. But yeah, I used to, ooh, cool. (laughs) wonder how high that is. Start thinking. Yeah, uh, weird, I, weird thoughts as a kid. Yeah, you know, I get it. Probably still I remember that. Now, but. <laughs> I still do it now. <laughs> uh, anyway, snow leopards are subject. They live in high altitude alpine and subalpine zones at elevations normally around nine to nine thousand to fifteen thousand feet, or um, three thousand to four point five 
thousand meters. Okay. Okay. I was going with meters there. Okay. To help all of our non-American listeners. So it sounds like the Rocky Mountains would be at their elevation. uh, They live above the tree line. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's really high up there. And in the winter, they do go to lower elevations, uh, kind of to help with the cold. And in the Himalayas, they are typically higher up than, say, in Mongolia and Russia. Okay. And that kind of makes sense because yeah. the Himalayas are obviously the highest mountains in the world. Uh, and obviously the climate in these high elevations is very cold and dry. The only vegetation are is grasses and shrubs, no trees. And like I said, they're above, they hang out above the tree line. And snow leopards prefer broken terrain of cliffs, rocky outcrops and ravines. This type of habitat provides good cover and clear views to help them find prey and sneak up on it. Isn't that crazy? They like the harsh, yeah, harsh they, area? They really do, yeah. They're like the dwarves of the cat species. <laughs> sure. Yeah, all right, we can go with that. <laughs> uh, and I think most people will know what a snow leopard looks like, but let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, their fur is whitish to gray with black spots on its head and its neck. But then they have larger rosettes on the body, like a yeah. leopard or a jaguar. And, and they have large rosettes on their body and their tail. And then their belly is whitish, grayish, kind of. Yeah. And Beautiful looking. Yeah, they're they're really a, a good-looking animal. And their f- fur color matches perfect with their environment and their camouflage. Yeah. Uh, Rocky matches, cliffs and snow. Yeah, yeah, matches incredibly well. And each individual has their own distinct pattern, which kind of helps to identify it, uh, different individuals. And they have a stocky build with shorter legs... And they have uh, a shoulder height of about two feet. Okay. And their fur, their fur is very thick to help insulate and hold the heat in, keep warm. Yeah. And they are about four feet in length, give or take. And they add, then you got to add their tail, which is about three feet long itself. And they have a very long, they have really long and thick tails, partly to help them keep heat in and insulate, keep warm. And they've even been known to use their tail to cover up their faces when it's cold or when there's some winds going on. But their long tail also helps them with balance while running and maneuvering on these steep rocks. Um, The average snow leopard, uh, they weigh about, this is a pretty big difference, but it's around 50 to 120 pounds. Oh, wow, okay. That's 22 to 55 kilograms. Uh, with females being smaller, naturally. Uh, so they're they're not a huge cat, uh, like a lion or tiger, uh, by any means, but yeah. still, still pretty big. Um, a large male can even reach up to 165. Now, that's wow. a big cat. Yeah. That is a big cat. Um, while a small female may weigh under 50. So, big difference. And like most animals and all other big cats, size can greatly differ depending on their environment, what kind of prey is around. There's a number of different factors in that. So, along with their their, uh, long tail, they have a few other more unique physical characteristics that they've adapted for their extreme ecosystem. Okay. They have short muzzles and small ears that help uh, conserve heat as well. 
And other big cats have golden eyes. Snow leopards have like uh, gray, greenish eyes. They're really okay. kind of cool. But you don't notice that. I didn't really notice that until I read that. I was like, uh-huh. oh, I went and checked their eyes out. They're really cool looking. Huh. And they also have a larger nasal opening in their uh, nose, which allows for um, increased to increase the volume of air that gets inhaled with their with each breath. Okay. And at the same time, it, uh, for warming and humidifying the cold, dry air, because it's hard to breathe when you're at such high elevations. Yeah. But the, this uh, adaptation they have on their nose really helps that. Yeah. Kind of cool. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's why they tell you breathe in through your nose. A lot of people don't understand it as much. They, when you learn the anatomy, your sinuses are, are what is the air is supposed to be pulled in from, through the sinuses. And while it does that, it warms. And then when it cuts down to your throat, it should mm. be warmer than the air outside. So that helps to keep you from dropping your temperature if you're breathing cold air outside so quickly because now okay. it has a chance to warm up in your in your sinuses your nasal cavities well, i did not know that yeah look at you you're, you're all you don't know your leopards but you, <laughs> you know how to breathe air right <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so yeah that, that's why it makes sense with the leopards having larger noses to be able to to bring mm-hmm. in the have enough air to bring in and hold it longer possibly before it gets down and it makes sense lungs. it's a great ad- adaptation for where they yeah. live and they also have very very large paws for an animal their size. The large paws help distribute body weight for walking on the snow and have. Uh, they also have fur under their under their feet. Oh, okay. To help uh, to increase the grip on the steep mountains oh. and unstable surfaces. But their paws are basically they're kind of like snowshoes. They have oh, snowshoe okay. paws, which makes total sense, right? Yeah. So yeah, some pretty cool and interesting adaptations. I think I always find it fascinating to learn about more extreme adaptations that animals have. I think it's really cool and really neat. All right, so like I said earlier, they are the only member of the Panthera family that cannot roar. They don't possess the proper larynx in order to roar. That's a different cat. No, I'm just kidding. Larynx? Lynx? (laughs) I see what you did there. Nice. Uh, instead, they can't. We'll have to do a lynx. Yeah. We'll have to talk about lynx and bobcats sometime because they're totally different. They're very different from these big cats that we're talking about. Even yeah. though a lynx can get quite large. You saw a bobcat, didn't you? And... Yeah, I saw. It was a big bobcat when I was oh, lived yeah? in Tucson. And it came in our backyard. Wow. It was really cool. But and it was it was good size. I at least thirty pounds. Wow. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, the larynx. Uh, of a snow leopard doesn't allow them to roar. Instead, they they just basically they meow and hiss and grunt, like a lot similar to house cats, honestly. Okay. And snow leopards are solitary animals, like cats in general, except for lions. They're kind of uh, an exception. And like other cats, they use scent marks to indicate their territory, normally by spraying urine or pooping, and making and rubbing it around. Uh, pretty typical animal stuff there. Uh, and they roll around in it to kind of determine if another, when they come across another leopard's uh-huh. scent marks, they'll rub all over it. It's really weird. Oh, weird. You know, like how dog, I t- when I take my dog out hunting, sometimes she'll find a bunch of poop or something and she just rubs in it. It's oh, so, really? So oh. weird that dog, well, dogs do that. I don't, animals do that. It's so weird. Huh. 
but they do cover pretty large home territories. Uh, the amount of space each snow leopard needs depends on landscape and how much prey is available. They are known to cover lots of ground in their territory in search for prey. They're very nomadic. Okay. And their territory could be as big as 50 to 105 square miles. Oh, wow. How big How big is that? You I know that's, you know that. That's probably like well, 100, 160 is about a quarter of a uh, what would you call? Why can't I think of it? A quarter of a of, of a Wait, you you already said these are square miles? Square miles. These are square miles. Oh, okay. I was thinking acres. So yeah, square miles, huge. Um, let me try to give you some context. Yeah, give me a comparison. Uh, one square mile is is like, be like four blocks downtown. Is that correct? I can't think. Really, that big? I can't. Yeah, they're big. It's six hundred and one. One square mile is. Uh, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think now because this is sep- this is how the they they separate uh, um, the, the geological system. The, right. Why um, can't I think of a township range system? Um, so one uh, let's see one section is a square mile if I remember correctly. So it's like four city so blocks. It's it's bigger than that. It's one mile. It's actually going to be one mile one direction. I'm sorry. One mile. Yeah, one mile. <laughs> By one mile oh. is is what they would is what uh, I believe was a, a square squared mile, mile oh. a squared mile. If that I took a long right. time for you to get to that. Uh, it is, it is. But yeah, if you, yeah, because yeah, that that's makes how sense. You, that's how you say squared mile. Because I'm thinking one mile by one mile. Yeah, that's not right. But yeah, it is. It's My one squared right. mile, and that's they're huge. Yeah, that is so. Big. That's 640 acres in one square mile. So. If it, oh, my calculator's right behind you. So if it's 150 50 square miles. All right, go get it. I'm sorry. 150, <laughs> yeah, 150 square miles. And then it would be. Uh, no, 105 square miles. Oh, 105. Well, okay, just, we'll do do 100. 105. just do 100. Just do a Okay, we'll do 100. Let's say it's 100 square miles. That happens to be 64,000 acres. That is huge. Yeah, that's a big territory yeah. for one snow leopard to cover. That is huge. It took yeah. a long time for us to get there. Sorry. But we got there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't merge the two for some reason. <laughs> maybe it's these leopard episodes. Maybe you're just struggling on them. I am. Gee, brain doesn't want to. All right, so today. we got that. It's a, it's a big-ass territory. Oh, yeah. We'll just yeah. say that. Okay. <laughs> All right, there are territories... Uh, well, they often overlap with each other as well, but they, they rarely run into each other. Their territories are so big. And when they do, they normally aren't aggressive with each other. They're normally oh. pretty chill. Uh, not like other pre- uh, predators oh, that okay. can will fight often. They, they don't nearly as much. Uh, in one documentary I watched, which I watched like three different ones for this, but there are... They were following a female snow leopard in Mongolia, and this female had cubs, and a male came nearby, and the like came right next to him, and the female kind of stalked him for a bit, but the male never even made eye contact with the female, and they were real close to each other, yeah. and he did not want anything to do. I think he was like, oops, my bad, so I didn't mean to come here. Uh, but he just didn't make eye contact and just kind of bailed on it. I think I saw that one. Was it a, was it a Planet Earth one? There is a good section of, of snow leopards on planet Earth. The one I'm yeah, talking a... about was not. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. But there is 
I know why you would think that. And I'm going to bring up Planet Earth. Because it was later. a snow. It was a. It, they followed a snow leopard mm -hmm. with a with. I guess it was. I can't remember if it was one or two. Now that I think about it, I would assume two. But yeah, uh, yeah, they, they did. followed it. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, are you talking about that one? Uh, not yet. Oh, I will oh, bring you will later. I okay. will bring oh, up Planet so Earth later. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I was just putting over the mail. Like, did just didn't even pay attention. Or he knew it was there, oh. but he just did not want to have, make eye contact. So they they're not aggressive with okay. each other. They try not to be. But when it, when it, so Dave, when it comes to your favorite thing to learn about uh, the mating habits of animals, and your favorite thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, mating season is from January to March. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't. I, I honestly didn't notice anything unusual from their standard big cat mating. Um, they like it rough. They do it like 20 times a day during medicine. You know, that's pretty standard wow. stuff for big cats. It really well, is. Please tell me they like, uh, they put on some, uh, berry white. Because it's snow leopards. Yeah, I get it. And you know, <laughs> can't get enough. Yeah, they got to put it on 20 times a day. <laughs> uh, but this is, this is really the only time you'll find adult snow leopards together during the mating season. Okay. I don't have that much on their mating season. And honestly, not a ton is even well known about how mating works in the wild. Mm. Uh, mating has only been caught on film like a handful of times in the wild. But once a female is pregnant, the gestation period is around uh, 90 to 110 days. So she will give birth around June or July. And the snow leopard cubs, oh, they're really cute. I saw so many pictures yeah. and they're just like a little fur ball, little snowballs. <laughs> But a uh, nice. mother will give birth in a den or a cave to about two to four cubs. Could be more, but that's average. And then at two months old, they start eating solid food that mother got them. Okay. And at three months old, they will start following their mother around and learn how to be a proper snow leopard. Uh, and they, they follow mother for about 18 to 24 months. And then they are independent, and they are on their own. Huh. Females are sexually mature at around three years old, too. Okay. And the lifespan for a snow leopard in the wild is around 10 to 14 years. Pretty okay. on par with other big cats. I'm pretty sure, I, if I remember right, they're all right around there. Hmm. All right, so now, Dave, let's talk about a really cool part about snow leopards. Okay. And that is their hunting Oh, yes. Now, if you haven't seen how a snow leopard hunts, it's incredible. And I'll talk about it in a moment. But let's go over what they prey on. Okay. They are opportunistic hunters and will also scavenge. Their main source of prey are goat and sheep species, um, such as wild goat, uh, Himalayan blue sheep, Himalayan tar, T-A-H-R, mountain sheep, Markhor, Markhor, M-A-R-K-H-O-R, okay. and Siberian ibex. Uh, and it makes sense that sheep and goats are their main prey. Sheep and goats are known to move very well on the rugged mountains. Yeah. So uh, it's honestly incredible how agile these sheep and goats are on these rocks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like hoofed animals, you would never expect them expect it like that i don't it's, know why it's crazy they're, they're climbing stuff i don't think i can and i've got hands no. you know i've it's seen like, what in the world i saw this one video of these i can't remember i don't know what kind of goats they were but they were literally climbing on top they were climbing on, on a dam <laughs> it was almost vertical Jeez. like pretty almost vertical and they found some like 
So they were just climbing a dam. Isn't it, crazy? it was amazing. It was incredible to watch. Wow. And watching a snow leopard chase a sheep or goat is even more incredible. Yeah. Now there aren't many videos of them hunting, but there are some. One which is really cool, and it's from that the BBC show, Planet Earth. Okay. I think it was Planet Earth 2 when they oh, talked okay. about mountains. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. I think it's like from 2016. But um, it's an awesome series that everyone should watch. Right? Oh, yeah. But on it, you see a snow leopard kind of sneak up above the sheep. And they're, uh, they're on a very steep edge. It's hard to really tell from the camera. But it, you can just tell that it's super steep. And the snow leopard chases the sheep down this really steep edge. And it, it's just amazing how they don't trip and fall while they're yeah. running. But the snow leopard gets a hold of the sheep's kind of hindquarters. Uh-huh. And it's in its by its mouth. And the but and they kind of have a struggle. And the, sh- the sheep is still trying to run down. But, the, but the, the sheep does escape. And then it falls like... 30 feet down into a river and it escapes from there so it was really cool to watch that uh really wild but then there is an even crazy video crazier video of a snow leopard hunting an ibex Uh, it sneaks above it on a a steep mountainside right chases it but they both fall off a cliff oh wow not a small cliff either. It's not. In midair, the leopard grabs the sheep. I'm not joking. <laughs> it's it's got to be a hundred foot fall, a hundred feet. Wow. But they both hit, and then they, they keep tumbling down the mountain. They're doing flips in in the air while tumbling down. Jeez. While the snow leopard somehow manages to hold on to the ibex, it's wow. holding on to it. And when they finally stop tumbling, the snow leopard uh, bites the throat and kills the ibex. Oh my goodness! This is video is the most insane animal footage I've probably ever seen. Like me trying to describe it doesn't do it justice. It's it's amazing that both survive the fall and tumble. And obviously the ibex died later, but Dave, it's crazy. And wow. in fact, I think it might be fun to record you watching this video (laughs) you want to do it okay let's do it okay it's only like a minute or two long so this is dave's uh total natural reaction to this video okay you ready i'm ready without planning whoa what the heck oh <laughs> okay, that was just okay. I should what have I should have found the pro- proper placement. Okay, hold on. Okay. There we go. Isn't this it looks like they're already running along the like the side of a mountain. Look. Jeez! How far of a fall is that? Oh 50 to 80 feet maybe? See, now they keep going. Oh <laughs> rock over the rock. Oh my goodness. Rock, rock, more rock. Holy moly. Both of them alive. Oh my goodness. It's hard to believe, but they are both still alive. Oh, jeez. That is crazy. It'll just replay it again. In slow motion, but oh my goodness! 
Wasn't that insane? That is nuts. Oh, it looks like it's running. It's like, oh, dead end. <laughs> and it comes to a complete stop on a dime. Mm-hmm. And completely snow like, leopard. Nope. <laughs> and it just tack, it literally catches it in midair. And, and it tumbled how many times? It did three flips in that I wasn't one tumble. Counting. But yeah, he would have he would have uh, won the gold in the Olympics for that one. Wasn't that oh, that gee. was something, wasn't it? Yeah. That was probably the most insane hunting animal footage I've ever seen. Wow. Really cool. Um, I can't believe they survived. Yeah. And it was fun. Oh, and to prove it, like later on. They found the, that, that exact snow leopard like three days later. Totally uh-huh. fine. Oh, my goodness. And it, and it killed it and was eating it. But, Jeez. yeah, it, totally fine. Didn't have any injuries on it or anything. That is crazy. Cats really, like, the whole nine lives, and you throwing a cat in the air, landing on its <laughs> yeah. feet is kind of right. That's true. Although this leopard was flailing <laughs> oh, all around no. with an ibex in its mouth. Oh, my goodness. It was wild, wasn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. I'll put the video on our Facebook, but everyone needs to watch this. Wow. And I also can't emphasize enough how difficult it is to actually film a snow leopard. Yeah. Think about it. You got to go all the way up in the mountains. You got to camp out for who knows they how long. They were one of the rarest things. And then people started started thinking, why don't, why don't we have any footage of, of them? So then it seemed like a lot of documentaries... There are hunting them down, few. trying to trying to get them. Mm-hmm. Now they started getting them, but yeah, like ten years ago, I don't still think they don't had have. Any. They, I mean, even today, they still don't have a ton. No, but like that was. I think this was credited as one of, if not the first, hunting um, footage. That's crazy of a snow leopard, and then wow. you get that. That was a that's a, <laughs> that's a gem. <laughs> You couldn't get wow. better than that if you asked for it. That's crazy. But, yeah, it's super difficult. And there have been guys who have gone and spent months up in the mountains and only get, like, a, sh- a short glimmer of a snow leopard. Wow. And and that makes this footage even crazier and even more amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, wild. Uh, uh, I'll put it up on our Facebook and hopefully every – or you can just go and um, YouTube Snow Leopard Falls and you'll find it right wow. there. It's really something. But uh, let's continue. Snow leopards, they aren't very picky when it comes to food, and their diet varies from where they live. They hunt several deer species, but will also hunt smaller things like marmot, pika, and voles. Uh, Snow leopards are capable of killing pretty much anything in their habitat, with the exception of an adult male yak. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. If you don't know, yak are like really large, hairy cattle. (laughs) <laughs> and they've got big horns too, and they're really big. We'll have to do something on them sometime. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't able to get deep into them, but they're they're pretty interesting. Yeah, and I know that they're very very endangered. Oh, they are. But they okay. also have um, domestic yak. Oh, that's true. So that, so that helps out. But yeah, maybe we'll have to learn more about yak sometime. But they're hairy hairy cows essentially. Yeah. But other and than that, looks and their hair looks like dread. Uh, like dreadlocks yeah doesn't it yeah it kind of does and like it gets like frozen like a yarn or something yeah oh and i remember they have the um (laughs) i don't know uh do you know what you know what a dingleberry is right yeah isn't that something hang like a poop thing that's poop hanging from your butt hair that i swear it comes from a yak (laughs) or like the term like comes from a yak because all of that they have like poop stuck in their hairs all the time I swear that's what it came from, or that's what I think about when I think of a dingleberry. Okay, well. <laughs> and uh, Okay, so snow leopards, they are ambush hunters, 
and kill with a bite to the neck. Their annual prey needs appear to be about 20 to 30 adult sheep a year. Mm, wow. So they can go like two weeks without eating sometimes. Okay. Isn't that something that animals can do that? Yeah. God, if I go like more than like three or four hours without something to eat. Mm, <laughs> I'm going to die. Getting hangry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really cool that they can do that. But when they do... When these animals do eat, like all these big cats, when they do eat, they are gorging themselves to get as much as they can right there. Yeah. Um, but they are one. Of, they're one of the coolest hunters of any animal, in my opinion. Like you can't beat that video. That's crazy. Never seen anything like it. But um, sometimes, though, their hunting can get them into a bit of trouble if they hunt domestic livestock. Ah. Uh, very similar to other carnivores and big cats, this puts them into conflict with humans. Yeah. And if a snow leopard is seen attacking livestock, herders will try to kill them. It's a pretty common tale, and it's worldwide. If you remember, I remember specifically talking about them in our jaguar episode, the ranchers in Brazil. Yeah. They, if, if a cow goes, if a cow gets killed by a jaguar, they'll go and hunt it. So it won't take yeah. another one because that's their, that's their money. Yeah. And their livelihood, you could say. So they don't want that happening. And oh, you have that in the West here, out here in the U.S., you yeah. know, wolves. That's why wolves uh, became so endangered around here. Yeah. They would prey on livestock and people would shoot them. Yeah. So it's a very common tale. Um, and that brings us to our conservation scale. Uh, remember, it's a seven point scale one being extinct, two, it means only in captivity, three means critically endangered, four means endangered, five means vulnerable. Six means near threatened, and seven means of least concern. So seven is the best, obviously. Uh, where do you think they are? Two. They only live in captivity. We just talked about them in the wild. Oh, that's only a captivity? Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, three. <laughs> I'm just going to help you out and just tell you. Uh, five. Oh, that's so not that's, bad. So that's better than I had expected. Yeah. Um, and there's actually more of them than I expected in the wild. So in 2016, the global population was estimated at around um, about 4,500 uh, 4, uh, or 8,700 individuals in between there. It's kind of a big range, I know, but it's really hard to tr figure out uh, snow leopard populations. you got to track them all. Well, yeah, they're just super they're, extremely hard to track. It's hard to even see them. Anyway. So if they, say if they got... Uh, 4,600 of them counted, then there's probably going to be more. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, they are ghosts. So. They are the ghosts, yes. And their biggest threats, the biggest threats to snow leopards are poaching and illegal trade of skins and body parts in China. Uh -huh. um, your daughter actually has a cool uh, snow leopard print hoodie, right? Yeah. She wears. It's not real snow leopard, though, just for her <laughs> Yeah, not <her> real. <laughs> I mean, unless she's been a member of the black market that we don't know about. <laughs> But uh, in China, about 100 to 200 are poached every year. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, in, in Mongolia, around 40 are poached every year. Same with Pakistan and India. So that's obviously very bad. But yeah. I imagine those their skins have got to sell really good oh, for man, how rare so, they are yeah. and how beautiful they are. Yeah. But um, also in the future, uh, greenhouse gas emissions will likely cause a shift of the tree line in the Himalayas that will kind of go up as it gets uh -huh. a little bit warmer. So it might cut off a bunch of their habitat. Uh -huh. That's kind of to be determined for now, I believe. 
But uh, good news is there are many governments and agencies working on snow leopard conservation. There, there's too many to go over, but the uh, focus is uh, on the on the research is using education programs to understand the cat's needs as well as needs of villagers and herders that share snow leopard habitats. So it's just kind of to build education for people. Okay. Um, and they help with uh, yeah, that helps with uh, poaching. But I do believe that the future of the snow leopard, as of now, seems fairly promising. Seems oh, good. Seems okay. They're actually, I'd say they're doing better than like Bengal tigers, I think. Oh. There's more snow leopards in the wild than tigers in the wild. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I can't remember how many there were exactly. There was only like 5,000 tigers in the wild. Wow. So snow leopards seem to be doing a little bit better. They're okay. so elusive too, but... Um, also, in 2008, there were approximately 600 snow leopards in zoos around the world. I know 2008 seems like a lifetime ago, but um, it's probably a little bit more, but it's about-ish. So okay. about 600, right? Yeah. Uh, now I want to get into a bit of their relationship with humans. Uh, first, let's start with attacks. Oh, okay. How many attacks do you think there are, oh, say, like gee. a year? A year? Mm -hmm. Zero to one? Yeah, you're right. Zero. Pretty much zero. How many attacks um, ever are known about? Oh, I don't know. How many are there? Well, uh, there's only been two recorded oh, okay. attacks. I mean, there might be more, but it's two. <laughs> Interesting. What uh, happened? Any of them from rabies? No, <laughs> there. I don't believe that any are from rabies. I feel like it'd be hard for a snow leopard to get rabies. Yeah, I don't think rabies would live in the live climate like nah, that. Yeah, just or like there's no other animal. I mean, there's like there's wolves up there, but nah, yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, the first was um, on July twelfth, nineteen forty, in Kazakhstan. A snow leopard attacked two men during the day and inflicted serious wounds on both. Ooh, That's wow. all the information I got, though. I couldn't find oh, anything okay. else. And the second one, it's also in Kazakhstan. Not sure when. An old, nearly toothless snow leopard unsuccessfully attacked a passerby in the winter time. <laughs> it was captured and killed and taken to a local village. So that's that's all I got. I'm gonna gum him to death. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's really all I could. How find. would you like to be that guy? Ah, he's on my neck. He's he's well, he's not doing anything. Uh, I guess it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, if you are deep in the mountain mountains there in Central Asia, snow leopards are not much of a concern for you. Okay, and they are known to be easily driven away, and they do not act aggressively. Like yeah. there was, I read something. There, one got snared in a snare trap. Oh, really? Okay. And the guy approached it, and it didn't even like act aggressive oh, to wow. him at all. And there's, yeah, they they they're just not aggressive huh. unless they're falling off a cliff trying to hunt an ibex. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. But so they don't they don't snow leopards do not attack people. It's basically what we're saying. Okay. There was like one other story where, um, in a village, a snow leopard was in a village. And it killed, I think, a goat, a domestic goat. And it somebody went to find it out, and it like jumped out of the way, but it knocked somebody over. Like oh. that doesn't count as an attack. Yeah. But that was like the biggest story they had on there as an attack story. Oh. So they don't attack people. Snow leopards don't attack people. Hmm. 
I know that also. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know of any cheetahs that have attacked people. Um, okay. I yeah. um or uh, clouded leopards. Okay. I don't. I'll have to dig more into clouded leopards. I just don't. Maybe in maybe um in captivity. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. And I couldn't even find a captivity attack from a snow leopard. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, they don't attack. But in uh in culture, the snow leopard has been a symbol by many groups in history. They are found on the official seal of the city of Almaty in Kazakhstan. That's the capital. Oh, okay. And on the former 10,000 uh, Kazakhstani Tenge. I think that's how it's T-E-N-G-E. Oh. On their banknote, on their money. Okay. It was actually a pretty cool looking bill. Oh, I saw right. a picture of it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But they don't use it anymore, I guess. Oh, that's too bad. But yeah, it was pretty cool looking. Um, They are the state animal of... Himachal Pradesh in northern India hmm. also declared the national animal of Pakistan. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And something. The snow leopard. Uh, okay. So there's also the snow leopard award that was given to Soviet mountaineers who, um, who scaled all five of the Soviet Union's 7,000 meter peaks. Oh, okay. So it's a mountaineer award. Makes sense. Snow yeah. leopard. And also, there have been several documentaries made on snow leopards that we kind of talked about. There's, I, I I can think of like three like forty five an hour long documentaries that I watched. Oh yeah, yeah, including then you got the Planet Earth, which isn't uh, a full. They talk about other things in that episode, yeah. but it was a heavy part of it. But there are definitely a lot of good documentaries if you want to learn more. So go check them out, everybody. Yeah, and uh, a snow leopard named Dawa along with her cubs, was the focal points of the 2017 Disney nature film Born in China. Maybe that's the one we saw. Maybe, Maybe that's that? the one I saw, not the Planet Earth one. Yeah, because I remember at the end, spoiler alert, if you don't <laughs> mind, um, they say she doesn't make it because she couldn't make a kill. Hmm. And she had the two cubs. Really? Yeah, it was, yeah, whichever one it was. That that, was that's not the one I've seen. I, I've okay, never seen it, this one. So then no. it wasn't the Born in China one. Then it was the Planet Earth one then. No, I haven't I else. haven't seen Born in China. Oh, okay, okay. So it's probably that one. Okay. But uh, also in the fantasy trilogy, His Dark Materials. Never heard I of it. Heard it. I haven't no. seen that. Uh-uh. Lord Azrili's demon is a snow leopard named Stelmaran. Okay, Stelmaria. Still, I, don't uh. I don't know. And then uh, 2013 film, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes. Did you see that? That's uh, Yeah. Um, in fact, yeah, I should have said something. Because um, it kind of goes along the, the lines of where everybody wanted to see one because they were mm-hmm. so rare. It was it was a point where Sean Penn's character yeah, exactly. was uh, trying to photograph and I think they said he was out there like months. Yeah. Know, he's just sitting in one spot the whole time. Yeah. Finally gets a shot. Yeah. And he was in Afghanistan is what yeah. I, I said on the thing. Yeah. But yeah, I never seen the movie. Oh but, yeah, yeah, that's lit. I mean, man, people are going out there for months at a time. It's pretty insane to do that. Yeah, in the in the cold. I brought one of the documentaries. Like the main videographer got really sick from elevation sickness, uh-huh. and like he had, it was it became a huge ordeal. Like he almost died from trying oh, to do wow. this. Yeah, it was. So the people going up on the mountains and all the you should be really, I don't know. 
appreciative. Appreciative, thank yeah. you, of the snow leopard footage that you get because people worked hard to get yeah. that. Or any any of those documentary footages, if you think about it. Cause, yeah, and you ever notice that stuff when they're filming something, they're filming stuff, or even when they're filming someone doing something cool? You're just like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Think of what the videographer's right? doing with the camera. You know, you're like, how are they doing Thinking that, that holding this hundred hundred pound <laughs> camera, you know? It's like, geez. And like as they gotta be pretty awesome. Their, their patience that they have. Yeah. It's pretty... you, you never think about that. Yeah, I think of it as kind of like a sniper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A sniper with a camera. Yeah. Yeah, it, but you're right, that's what it's like. And then in the 2008 film, Kung Fu Panda. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The main villain named Tai Lung, uh-huh. I think, is a snow leopard. Okay. I think I saw that. In the th- I remember I went to the theater and I fell asleep in that movie. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Why. I like those. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got for um, that I could find in culture. And, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Oh, uh, I hope you and everyone else learn some cool new things about the ghosts of the mountain. And snow leopards are really cool animals. One of one of my favorites now. I, well, I love really big cool. cats, but uh, I learned a lot about snow leopards. And now, after seeing that how they hunt, so like, these guys are cool. Jeez. Um, and I encourage everyone to watch the documentary or two to learn even more about them. If nothing else, watch that hunting video. I'll post yeah. it up on our Facebook and everything. But it's, or you can just go, like I said, go to YouTube and search Snow Leopard Falls and you'll see that. And it's, it's so cool. So make sure you do that. All right. So Dave, for our next episode, I think we're going to do actually one of your ideas. Oh, this is something that you came up with. You've covered, I think maybe two or three stories involving dogs. Yeah. We're going to do working dogs. Oh, that'll be great. So we'll find some dog. So we'll talk about like maybe like canine dogs, like dogs that do jobs for yeah. humans, like working dogs. Yeah. We'll talk about maybe some hunting dogs, maybe some um, dogs that uh, like shepherds use. And well, okay. we'll we one thing I want to find out is why are Dalmatians used in fire? For firefighters. <laughs> or is that just a thing you see in the movies? I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Let's hear it. Yeah. So I, that is one thing you can plan on next time. Cause I've always wondered that. Yeah. And I don't know anything about Dalmatians either. So we're going to, we're going to figure that out. Right. On. Next episode. So yeah, it'll be working dogs. I think it'll be really cool. Actually. It'd be a good episode. This came from you. Cause we talked about that one time. Uh, the great, is it not great Danes? The German? No. The ones that do the avalanche. Uh, yeah. St. Bernard. St. Bernard, yeah. St. Bernard's that could find people in avalanches. And uh-huh. then you covered the, I can't remember his name, but the, um, what they hunt a SEAL Team 6 dog. Oh, yeah. Ky- uh, I want to say Cairo. Yeah. Cairo, yeah. So that that kind of got the wheels turning for me on there. I was like, that'd be cool. Working dogs. Yeah. Famous dogs. We've talked about Lassie before. Yeah. So that would count. But yeah, some, we'll do some kind of working dogs. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool, I think. All right, Dave, we also have some shout-outs to give. These are from people who uh, gave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. So first, we want to thank Oakley14. Oakley14. She says we are the best ever. Nice. Which is very nice. Thank you. Right on. Uh, and also, thank you to Alex from Missouri. Alex from Missouri. 
Uh, he said, we are like a late night Animal Planet show, which is <laughs> right pretty on. spot oh, on cool. is what we we could be like animal attacks. And then I just, yeah. I just think that that was perfect. That's exactly what we are. Yeah. And also thank you to Trisha. S- Trisha. S- yeah. No, S- S- okay. There's lots of S's. Trisha. S- yeah. <laughs> Uh, she says she loves animal podcasts and comedy podcasts, and she thinks that we deliver both. Right and on. So somebody thinks we're funny. Nice. And she also said that Professor Cheetor is her favorite part. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Oh, It'll boy. go to his head. He's got a big head already. Oh, yeah. At least it's got some information in it. But... <laughs> uh, also, thank you, a glass of whiskey. A glass of whiskey. Uh, they said they have fallen down a Jim Corbett rabbit hole and hey, right have done their own research on him. Sweet. He's so the man. He is the man. Yeah. Maybe a Jim Corbett episode soon. Hey. We, we are approaching episode 100. So we'll have to figure out something to do for our 100th episode. Oh, yeah, we do. We should. I might throw a Jim Corbett in there. Ooh. Okay. Uh, before then. Yeah. Probably, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but yes, thank you everyone for your your reviews. It it really means a lot, and it really helps. But Dave, we also have a super shout out. Super shout out! Whoa! A super shout out is for someone who donates to the show. So we want to thank you very much, Logan F. Logan F. Yes, uh, thank you very much. That's really nice of you. Uh, he he sends some videos like a few times. He just sent this, this really cool video. It was of a seagull that was going down um, on a on goslings, goose goslings. Oh, I think yeah, I think they were hatched. But it went down to go get one, and Mama Goose was nearby. She was not having that. Mama Goose pinned the. They're in the water pinned the seagull down, was beating it with its wings and pushing it oh down, my goodness. and it killed it. Oh, Mama wow. Goose killed the seagull. It was oh cool. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I love I like when we get sent cool uh, videos and stuff like that. Right on. But, Dave, um, if any other – we have more listeners who want to be wonderful people like everyone else I just mentioned, and even more wonderful like Logan – what can they do? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars. Say something you like. It really helps us out. Helps us gain more attention. If you really want to help elevate our coffers oh, I knew you were going to do a snow level leopards, uh, territory, uh, you can donate via PayPal. Yes, you can find us on PayPal by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Or you can go to Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all that information is in the description below. Also, we still have T-shirts. Yeah. We have some T-shirts. We still got some. So um, if you want a T-shirt, first off, they're really good looking. They're rad. They are. If you want to see, if you don't know what they look like, go on our Facebook or Instagram. Just scroll down a bit and you can see them on there. Yeah. They're, they're really good looking shirts, too. And they're going for $24. And plus shipping and handling, which uh, if it's in the country, it's going to be around five or six dollars shipping and handling. Okay. So it might be like an even thirty for the t-shirt, but yeah, the they're really nice t-shirts, and you're helping us out as well. Yeah. We don't make a ton of money off them by any means, but we make a little bit. Yeah. A nice, a, a small chunk of change, and we're we've made a profit on the t-shirts. Sweet. Barely, but we did. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> We've made a profit on t-shirts. So, yeah, please, uh, if you want a t-shirt, um, what you what you want to do is you can uh, DM us on Instagram or Facebook 
and kind of just tell us what size you want and we'll ask you your address and all that and all that get we'll get all the information from you and send it to you it, it take it took some people like four or five days to get it so that's good or you can also contact us if you want to ask us a question um anything you can suggest an episode idea whatever you want feel free to email us at force of nature at gmail.com or you can do it on instagram or facebook also what you can do is uh Recommend us to family and friends. That's one big thing that helps. Some word of mouth always is a good uh, good way to do it. So please go ahead and do that. Uh, you know what? Dave, do you have anything else? No, oh, I'm good. All right. How about you, Professor? David, I know you are going to Maui for the next seven days. I hope you have a wonderful time. Be careful and don't get eaten by a turtle. <laughs> I mean a shark. I know you're so scared. Oh, that's right, Dave. Look how he likes to dig it in. Yeah. Well, you are going to Hawaii. Well, you have a good time there. Don't get eaten by a turtle or a shark. (laughs) Well, actually, if you do see a turtle, you're going to have an underwater camera? Yeah. Yes. When I was in Hawaii, my favorite part was swimming with the turtles. Oh, yeah. Just right off off the hotel beach, too. And it was so awesome. But then again, there are sharks there, so be careful, Dave. You know, it's not as bad in Hawaii because I can see so far out. Yeah. You know, so I don't... I'm not thinking, oh, man, there's... You know, it's not like your your field of vision in the murky waters of California where you can't hardly see far. You're like, there could be a shark anywhere. It's like in Hawaii, you're like, I don't see anything. You know, right. you can see it coming. What kind of shark do you have to worry about the most in Hawaii? Do you know? Uh, I don't. Mako? No. Tiger. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, they're the, the, they're the main ones that attack in Hawaii. Oh, okay. At least you're not in Australia. They've had way more attacks in in That's 2020 true. than they have in ever i think yeah all right well you be careful there i'll try all right this is force of nature podcast tell your friends be a part of building us up and we will see you next time bye